Law 7. Get others to do the work for you, but always take the credit. Use the wisdom, knowledge and legwork of other people to further your own cause. Not only will such assistance save you valuable time and energy, it will give you a godlike aura of efficiency and speed. In the end, your helpers will be forgotten and you will be remembered. Never do yourself what others can do for you. Transgression and observance of the law. So this this story uh, centers around a young Serbian scientist named Nikola Tesla, who few have heard about, and Thomas Edison, which plenty of people have heard about. And the significance of this story is how Nikola Tesla was taken advantage of and why he is the real inventor of such things as the AC power system, the real father of the radio, um, and the induction motor, many, many critical things to the advancement of our modernization and technology in the world we live in today. And this story talks about how Edison observed this law very well, and Tesla was the transgression of it. So when Tesla met Edison in New York, um, they, they worked together and Tesla was working for Edison, working voraciously, working 18 hour days, finding a way to improve Edison's uh, inventions. And Edison offered him $50,000 if you could improve one of these dynamos he had to fix. Tesla finally did it. He improved this, this piece of technology and was here to claim the $50,000. Edison tells him, Tesla, you don't understand our American humor. And he only offered him a small raise instead. So instead of $50,000, he was given a small raise as Edison didn't keep his word and instead kept the money for himself. So okay, Tesla kept working on his passion to improve these these technologies, these inventions. The Tesla's obsession was to create uh, the AC system of electricity. Edison believed in a, in a different one called the DC. AC is what we use currently um, right now. It's, it's the standard for today. The patents were filled out in Tesla's name. Now a patent is simply uh, exclusive rights um, given by a government body uh, to an inventor or a type of company who are selling a product. So an example would be Apple. Uh, Apple actually, Apple have patented their design, the design of their iPhone. People cannot, other companies cannot copy that design. And Apple actually won a nearly $1 billion jury award against Samsung for copying, allegedly copying the iPhone. So that would be an example of a modern day patent. So to bring it back to the story, Tesla developed this AC system after the patents were filled out in his name. Other scientists took credit for the invention. That shit wouldn't fly today, but obviously it was the 1880s, 1890s. It's a lot easier to get away with stuff when you don't have access to the technology and the, the globalization effects with, that we have of today. So, point is, other people were taking credit for his work. The third and last point, Guglielmo Marcini. When that name is mentioned, uh, the invention of the radio comes up. But to actually develop this radio signal, Marsoni made use of a patent Tesla had filed recently before. So his invention was based on Tesla's breakthrough. Yet he was not credited for it. Tesla invented an induction motor, as well as AC power system, and he's the real father of the radio, yet none of these discoveries bear his name. He was, a, he, was, he was an old man who lived in poverty, that was, that was his existence, and now we remember him through these books as to not make the same mistakes he made. He had passion, but he didn't have intelligent passion.
Interpretation. You see, Tesla believed science had nothing to do with politics and wasn't a superficial man. He didn't care about the fame or the riches. Now, while that may be a noble gesture and noble morals, that was to his detriment because he was taken advantage of many times due to this lackadaisical and simple attitude. He had all these great ideas and great inventions and everybody else was stealing the patents he had already developed and got the glory for themselves. He wanted to do everything on his own, but he exhausted himself in the process of it. Now I'm paraphrasing what Robert wrote in the book here, whether this is 100% true to Edison's character, I don't know. But apparently Edison wasn't much of a scientific thinker or inventor. You know, he once said he had no need to be a mathematician because he could always hire one. He was really a businessman and publicist spotting the trends and the opportunities that were out there and hiring the best in the field to work for him. And that's that's quite intelligent. He's he's harnessing literally what Tim Ferriss in the four hour work week um, proposes today to be more effective with our time, getting other people to do more mundane, simple tasks for us if it saves us the time, the time for, for money. But in the end, this worked for him. Edison's attitude, Edison's methods worked for him because his name is much more associated with the glory and inventions that were created today than Tesla's. Okay, so the lesson is twofold. First, the credit for an invention or creation is as important, if not more important, than the invention itself. So you must secure the credit for yourself and keep others from stealing it away from piggybacking on your hard work. To accomplish this, you must always be vigilant and ruthless, keeping your creation quiet until you can be sure there are no vultures circling overhead. Thing is, there are always vultures circling overhead. Always. There will always be people trying to take advantage of you. And I think it's, it's, it's quite naive to think otherwise. And this whole book, dozens, maybe hundreds of stories in here that I've read, are a testament to this and it's what symbolizes a stoic philosophy of Seneca and Marcus Aurelius to keep your creation quiet he says well yeah that goes back to law three conceal your intentions law four always say law than less than necessary they're all linked second learn to take advantage of other people's work to further your own cause time is precious and life is short if you try and do it all on your own, you run yourself ragged, waste energy and burn yourself out. It is far better to conserve your forces, pounce on the work others have done and to find a way to make it your own. Take advantage of other people's work and further your own cause, well that can be a moral dilemma that depends on your character. Time is precious and life is short and not doing it all on your own can be a more intelligent, tactful way to behave. For example, I don't have to edit these videos myself. I could get someone to edit them for me. I could show someone what to do and pay them. I don't do it, but I could, and that is an example of what many people do. Hire an assistant, they take care of a lot of more mundane activities so you can focus on the most important priorities. Now here is a short fable called the tortoise and the elephant and the hippopotamus that I think is really, really, just really cool to go in line with the idea of this law seven one day the tortoise met the elephant who trumpeted out of my way you weakling i might step on you the tortoise was not afraid and stayed where he was so the elephant stepped on him but could not crush him 
Do not boast, Mr. Elephant. I am as strong as you are, said the tortoise, but the elephant just laughed. So the tortoise asked him to come to his hill the next morning. The next day, before the sunrise, the tortoise ran down the hill to the river, where he met the hippopotamus, who was just on his way back into the water after his nocturnal feeding. Mr. Hippo, shall we have a tug of war? I bet I am as strong as you are, said the tortoise. The hippopotamus laughed at this ridiculous idea, but agreed. The tortoise produced a long rope and told the hippo to hold it in its mouth until the tortoise shouted, Hey! Then the tortoise ran back up the hill where he found the elephant who was getting impatient. He gave the elephant the other end of the rope and said, When I say hey, pull, and you'll see which of us is the strongest. Then he, ra then he ran halfway back down the hill to a place where he couldn't be seen and shouted, Hey! The elephant and the hippopotamus pulled and pulled, but neither could budge the other. They were of equal strength. They both agreed that the tortoise was as strong as they were. Never do what others can do for you. The tortoise let others do work for him while he got the credit. I think that's such a cool story because even, obviously, it's not real, it's made up, it's fantasy, it's why it's a fable, but it exemplifies um, this law perfectly and that it's a metaphor for life, really, because that trick can be played so many times in so many different situations. Keys to power. The world of power has the dynamics of the jungle. There are those who live by hunting and killing, and there are also vast numbers of creatures, hyenas and vultures, who live off the hunting of others. Do not be naive. At this very moment, while you are slaving away on some project, there are vultures circling above, trying to figure out a way to survive and even thrive off your creativity. It is useless to complain about this, or to wear yourself ragged with bitterness, as Tesla did. Better to protect yourself and join the game. Once you've established a power base, become a vulture yourself, and save yourself a lot of time and energy. Now, people do this every single day. People will take a video from a, from a creator, from a writer, from anybody on YouTube, copy it onto their site, repost it onto their, their YouTube channel, and either monetize their, their YouTube, make money off it, or just use it to get views and promote whatever they're doing. In certain situations, it can be immoral, illegal, depending on the situation. But it is done every day. I do it myself. I do it myself in a way where that's what my website is, is, is based around. My website is based around taking the best articles, written pieces, blogs, everything I've found and placing it in one succinct place and breaking it down into categories like self-development, philosophy, psychology. Most of it isn't mine. A lot, of, some of it is in my own writing. A lot of it isn't. Most, ninety percent of it isn't because that's not the point. The point is, I am the vulture taking from the best, from the best meat. I'm the vulture taking from the best meat and best information and knowledge I have found to be useful to me in my life. Now, I'm not trying to do it in a moral way. Credit is given where credit is due, and credit is given at the end of every single piece that I repost on my site. We're trying to share knowledge and information to help people. That's what I'm trying to do. And so far, it's been pretty... I've, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, with the progress so far. No, I'm not. I'm not really. But you gotta ball. You got to crawl before you ball. Another really short anecdote. Uh, there's a painter named Peter Paul Rubens who found himself, you know, inundated with requests for paintings. You know, he's very famous. But he created a system. He, created, he put an implemented a plan, created a system. In his large studio, he employed dozens of, of really outstanding high-quality painters. 
um, specializing in different things with a very large production line. And when an important client visited, he would ask all these painters to leave for the day. So Ruben would be painting as the client watched in awe and he would appear as if a god. The client would leave in awe. This is the essence of this law. Learn to get others to do work for you where you take credit and you appear of, of, of godlike strength and power. That is the point. If you think it is important to do all the work for yourself, you won't get far. You won't get far because there's only so much time we have. Unfortunately, we're human beings who have to sleep half of our life, not a half, a third of our lives. A third, 30% of our life is taken up with sleep. So it is impossible to do it all ourselves. It is the reason why we hire people. Find people with the skills and creativity you lack. People with the, with the weaknesses you have and either hire them or put in them your own name at the top of theirs or find a way to take their work and make it your own. Their creativity thus becomes yours and you seem a genius to the world. Shakespeare is renowned as the most incredible poet, greatest writers of all time in the English language. Shakespeare People don't know, Shakespeare himself borrowed plots, characterizations, and even dialogue from, from Plutarch, among other writers. For he knew that nobody surpassed Plutarch. Plutarch was his god. Plutarch was his, he was his mentor. And how many, how many later writers have in turn borrowed and plagiarized from Shakespeare today? No, stand on the shoulders of giants. That, that's what they say. Stand on the shoulders of giants means stand on the greatest orators, writers, entrepreneurs, businessmen of today and the past. Stand on their knowledge. Stand on what they've done. Their wit can be your wit. Their skill can be your skill. Use the armies of the past. As Bismarck once said, fools say that they can learn by experience. I prefer to profit by others' experience. That's is what my website is about. This chapter right here, that quote right there. Image, the vulture of all the creatures in the jungle. He has it the easiest. The hard work of others becomes his work. Their failure to survive becomes his nourishment. Keep an eye on the vulture. While you are hard at work, he's circling above. Do not fight him, join him. Authority, there is much to be known. Life is short and life is not life without knowledge. It is therefore an excellent device to acquire knowledge from everybody. Thus, by the sweat of another's brow, you win the reputation of being an oracle. Ballister Grayson. Reversal. There, there are times when taking the credit for work the others have done is not wise. If your power is not firmly enough established, you will seem to be pushing people out of the limelight. To be brilliant exploiter of talent, your position must be unshakable or you will be accused of deception. Uh, President Richard Nixon's historic visit to China was originally came to fruition through the diplomacy of Henry Kissinger and the skills he had exhibited. But Kissinger let Nixon take the lion's share of the credit, knowing the truth would come out later. He would not jeopardize his standing in the long term for the limelight in the short term. Kissinger played the game perfectly. He took credit for the work of those below him while graciously giving for his own labors to those above. This is the way to play the game. Take credit for those who work below you and graciously give credit for the labors of those above you. Simple.